It's a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele and across the table from me is... Jenny Steele. And we are joining you on Haggis Week. Oh yeah. Yeah, well... The cute fluffy things. Yeah, I say it's Haggis Week. It happened last Wednesday, but mm. we did go out onto the hills in the hope of catching a fresh one. We did. They've only got three legs, haven't they? And they're a bit lopsided as well. Yeah. So you run one way around the hill. And you're supposed to be able to tell whether they're male or female based on what way they go around the hill clockwise or anti-clockwise. But it turns out, in North Nottinghamshire, there are not many of them going around, is there? No, there's not. So we had to succumb to a supermarket special. And the weird bit is you can get them year-round in the Midlands. Who's buying haggis down here? That's what I want to know. And the thing is as well, if when you buy in Scotland, you get that nice whiskey sauce in a pouch mm. next to it. They don't do the whiskey sauce down here. They just do the haggis. Yeah, so you can have very dry haggis yeah, and some tartics. Yeah, very nice. But you could get the full experience. <laughs> and if you, want, if you want to go to that extra step and you're going to recreate the Burns Night experience south of the border... Mm. You can get your cat to screech along as as you're bringing the haggis in. What do they call it? Piping the haggis? Yes, yeah. And you have got the full experience of that. Yeah, point. yeah. So, Sotty will oblige. Indeed. On a slightly more positive note, the post bag has arrived. Mm. And last time we asked you, what does your household use an alarming amount of? Um, have you summers been in touch saying, it used to be cat treats. Never wanted beloved cat Alfie to run out of nice things. So always stocked up to silly levels of cat treats and would pass treats to the neighbours for whenever Alfie visited them. That's a good idea. I've heard of neighbours stocking up on cat treats in the hope of acquiring a new pet without having to go acquire a pet properly. But yeah. I never thought of getting ahead of the game preloading my neighbours hmm. treats. You're not actually offering the neighbours the treats to eat themselves, are you? That's what I thought you was going to say then, age. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I might be wrong here, so don't do anything off the yeah. back of this advice. But I do remember a filthy rumour along the lines of things like dog and cat food have to be human safe to eat. Not Ooh. as in it'll taste nice, mm. but you can eat it if somebody's daft enough to go. So maybe that's what they're shooting for. I don't know. Somebody don't know. might be a big fan of touring. Slap Ops also been in touch. Our pad is paper towels. Not sure exactly what it's actually supposed to be used for. So we use it for just about everything. Plates for snacks. You know, kindling for the fire, notes on the fridge for housemates. I went through a phrase like that myself as well. Did you? Yeah, mainly because I couldn't get around to doing the dishes. <laughs> I just did not want to do dishes, so I just put everything on, like, it was tin foil, or it was paper napkins, it was just anything that wasn't a plate, so I wouldn't have to clean them. Wouldn't do it nowadays, but I can already hear the environmentalists crying at the mere concept <laughs> of doing it. Age has also been in touch with saying dishwashing liquid. Apparently I squirt far too much of it in each time. But in my defence, I do love bubbles. Possibly went overboard using it for a bath, though. Ooh, Say be, what? That'd be a bit rough <laughs> using it for a bath. Yeah. But on that note in age, and everyone else, you love an old colleague of mine. And this is giving away how old I am. When I worked at Comet, which hasn't existed for <laughs> years now, but when I worked at Comet as a you know weekend staff while I was studying at university or whatever, we had a staff room and I had a dishwasher in it and we'd obviously run out of tablets. So the stockroom boy had come in and he's like, oh, well, I need to wash the dishes. What do you think he went and used instead of tablets to clean the dishes? What might you find uh, in the staff room? Are you going to tell me washing up liquid? Yes. You know, he filled the entire bucket with washing up liquid because there's like this little hatch thing, isn't it? Yeah. So he filled that up with washing up liquid and walked away. Oh, no. When we came back 10 minutes later, it was like a phone party in there. 
Let me tell you, that's what they used to do in the two fountains in the Market Square in Nottingham on New Year's Eve. Somebody, they always blame the students, would mm, always no. put washing up liquid in the fountains and then you'd basically get foam all over Market Square, which was great, like a foam party. Well, you see, you're blaming the students there and that's what, that's what everyone around these parts does. Mm. But it's a tradition that's lasted longer than the students have. So they're, they're either passing it down yeah. or it's somebody else blaming the students because it's very easy. And on that note, we're going to leave the mystery with you as we have a wee natter. Now, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm going to ask anyway, would you, and this is you, dear listener, you, Jenny, as well, consider yourself to be posh or snobby? I like to say posh. You like to think of yourself as posh? Yeah. Is there anything in your life you would consider yourself to be happy to be snobby about? Yeah, I'd like a car that was real flash. And then people would think, wow, you know, she's a snob. Look at her driving a a massive Jaguar or something, or let's say a Tesla. So you just want to show off opulence and wealth that you you don't have, let's be honest. Yeah, that's right. I don't have it. I don't have it. (laughs) But you you wish you could be in that position. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Personally, the, the thing that I am actually genuinely snobby about cheese not making up genuinely I'm a bit snobby about cheese of all the things to be picky about I cannot stand up mm. tasteless plastic stuff you know like you get in slices or squirted tubes or yeah. all that you know it, it says cheese on it but you look at it and go it's, it's plastic you, you, you know if you can't smell it from the other side of the kitchen when you open the packet it's a waste of time putting it on a sandwich or with macaroni as far as I'm concerned I need to heat, have strong strong cheese to make it worthwhile for me do you know what? Mm-hmm. That's just reminding me. I think I'm a snob about carrier bags now. I don't know why you mentioned cheese <laughs> popped into my head, but I wouldn't, you know, if you've got like a choice of an M&S bag mm. or a Poundland bag, let's say, or a oh, B&M right. bargains bag, I would probably put a B&M's bargain bag inside an M&S bag. Because as a kid, mum always used to say, two carrier bags in one makes it stronger. So if you've got a lot of stuff to carry, I would probably bin off the Poundland bag and buy something from like M&S or something just so I can have an M&S bag or maybe a next bag, something like that. I've heard of people doing that for, <laughs> you know, like po- really posh department stores and mm, things like that. Just for I've the bag. Generally things like uh, Jenner's or Selfridges or something like that. They'll yeah. buy something like a, what do you call it? Handkerchief. Yeah. You'll buy something really, really cheap, but... It gets you the bag so it makes you look posh when you're exactly, carrying yeah, in the shops. Yeah. Yes, you, you save them bags, don't you? Even save the paper bags. I don't know why, because you never use them again, but you don't want to throw them, do you? Because it's a posh bag. I sort of see where you're coming from, (laughs) but I've never bought into it myself. So I'm going to ask you, dear listener, as well, what are you snobby about? What are you happy to be snobby about? At Solid Radio UK or at Solid City on the socials. If you're listening on Spotify, a little thing has popped up. You can tap on it and stick your answer in there. And we will share your responses in the next episode. I just want to come back to bubbles again. You know, the conversation we had with uh, age. And I just want to ask, am I the only grown-up that puts matey in the bath? Because I love bubbles. And as a kid, I remember matey was the one to go for, wasn't it? To give you like loads and loads of bubbles in your bath. If I remember correctly, matey is the one that's shaped like a character that looks like he's in uh, Pugwash, whatever it is, Captain Pugwash. Some sort of sailor type. That was, a sailor, that was a what I was thinking of. For some reason, I went to <laughs> Pugwash. Pugwash. I went to Pugwash before sailor. I don't know what it is. And they change, don't they? There's a pink, there's a Mrs. Is it Mrs. Matey now in pink? But I just wondered that it mm. smells gorgeous, 
well, it used to smell gorgeous from what I can remember. I've been trying to find stockists of matey again. And I've been, I've got to admit, I do, I've been going around unscrewing the tops just to smell. And they don't smell the same anymore. I don't know if that's just me, but I think the pink matey smells like bubble gum. Admittedly, it's aimed at kids, but there was that nice fresh smell that you used to get with matey. It made you feel really clean, but I can't seem to find that anymore. Well, the important bit is that you're not on the Johnson & Johnson No More Tears, which A, is <laughs> properly aimed at babies, and B, it's a complete lie. You're still going to get tears if that gets in your eyes. If you make the mistake of watching the news or going online, you'll see a lot of negativity, won't you? Mm, you will. I'm not going to go on new age on you here, dear listener, but it has got me wondering if there is a small part of your week that you look forward to. Now, I don't want you to say the weekend. <laughs> but is there a part of your week, Jenny, that you look forward to? Just a small part of the week. Lunchtime is when I decide to take a walk and go and get myself a coffee. I look forward to that walk. couple of minutes there and back, but I do look forward to that walk. It gets me out, gets me something at the end of it that I like and a nice walk back. Yeah, it's that little thing that makes the week just a little mm. bit more bearable, isn't it? For me personally, it's Friday. And a tradition I picked up years ago where you get a hot roll or some sort of warm breakfast oh, yeah. takeaway. Posh breakfast on a Friday. Yeah, so it's some sort of greasy breakfast mm. from somewhere. Why are some of the best ones from sketchy looking vans that possibly have <laughs> negative food safety scores? I want to know where they wash the hands. I, I where do they go to the toilet? Where do they wash the hands on these side calf things? Do you know what I mean? To quote Toya Wilcox, it's a mystery. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a. When you go there, there's just extra je ne sais quoi in those greasy rolls. <laughs> or maybe just the taste of fag ash from the other patrons. I don't know what it is. But you're not doing it right unless you can literally wring the rolls out. Mm. You know, when you have your bacon roll or your, your sausage cob or whatever. Unless you can wring it, it's, it's not worth it, is it? No. It's got to be properly greasy. So I want to hear your suggestions, dear listener. Let's find those little things that make everyone's lives, and weeks even, a little bit better. Mm. So I started a new job this week, dear listener. Yeah. yeah, news if you've not been following my life. I don't know why you want to follow my life. So I just <laughs> thought I'd share that with you anyway. But it involved trekking out to Manchester uh, on the train. So I'm just impressed that I even got there in the first place. Mm. You know, the way trains are going at the moment. But I turn up, meet the team, which means icebreakers. Oh, you well, know, you didn't have to stick a post-it on your head, did you? I didn't have to stick a post-it on my head. I'm guessing based on your reaction, you're not a big fan I of this thing. I can't stand that silly thing, no. Yeah, it's usually, if you've never heard of icebreakers before, dear listener, A, you've lived a brilliant life, mm. and B, it's daft wee questions to try and get people talking, isn't mm. it? It's usually things like, what's the most interesting fact about you? <laughs> and at that moment, everyone realises yeah, the most boring person in the world. You can literally go jumping out of aeroplanes every weekend, mm. but the moment they ask that question, you forget oh, and it's gone out your mind. You are the most <laughs> boring person in the world. The another one that trips me up, go on. and this is what, it's such a simple question as well, where are you from? Well, you're from all over in the shop. Yeah, so when, when, <laughs> when you're asked that question, where are you from, do they mean where do you live now? Yeah. Or where did you originally grow up? Because if it's right now, it's East Midlands, isn't mm. it? The accent gives away, I'm not native. Yeah. So you get some weird looking, it's like, oh, that doesn't add up. <laughs> I, I do, do not reconcile. You know, growing up, it was mostly in Scotland, but we did do a few years near Manchester as well. So did what you did go you... around saying mad for it? 
Now, you see, <laughs> it did get to the point where my sister was acquiring a Mancunian accent. That's how close it got. But at least it wasn't, you know, the, what's your dream job? Can you imagine getting asked that as an icebreaker at work? What's your dream job? Not this one. <laughs> Especially because... Yeah, I'm with you there because the answer involves winning the lottery and never yeah. working a day again. And the odds of that ever happening would be much higher if I actually bothered to play the lottery. <laughs> I want to just mention coffee shops again because it seems like we love talking about coffee shops on a wee natter. Well, you say we love talking about coffee shops. What it is, dear listener, is Jenny is absolutely obsessed with coffee to the point we may have to stage an intervention at some point, but continue. (laughs) So I just wondered, when you go into certain coffee shops, some Mm -hmm. of them ask you your name don't they yes when they write it on the cup and you you basically say do you say your real name when you go in do you say yeah it's mark or do you say like for, for me example yeah it's jenny I, you see i don't i like to have a little bit of fun with them now you see i do tell them my real name but they never spell it correctly because i i've got one of these awkward names dear listener and it it's a bit double uh, dual-sided to uh, twin side whatever you want to call that phrase, where it's both good and bad. Mm. Because there's a good element of you can hide in the corporate directory at work. So when you say, oh, my name's Mark Steele, and they want to email you about something that you're not really interested in, (laughs) they can't find you. It's brilliant. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah, when you're at coffee shops and things like that, they're always going to spell it wrong and you get letters and, you know, I've seen my name spelled all sorts of weird and wonderful names. But... On the corporate directory thing, it kind of backfired on me a couple of jobs back because I worked with a chap, Polish name, Marcin, I think it's pronounced, M-A-R-C-I-N. And my name's spelled M-A-R-C. And we're <laughs> in the same department. She found one of us, she found both of us. Yeah. So there was no, there was no hiding at all. Them, no, 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 no. So you give your full name, your proper name. Mm. I tend to like posh myself up a bit. I go, oh yes, it, it's, well, I want to say something like, it's Charlotte or... I don't know, it's just something right like Victorious sounding posh. But then something inside me gives a ridiculous name. And I have gone by the name of Batgirl before. For some reason, it just spilled out. And it, yeah, it's Batgirl. And they like looked and the other one looked. And you could see they were trying not to laugh. And I thought, well, you did ask. It's Batgirl. You genuinely called yourself Batgirl. I did call myself shop. Batgirl. Yeah. And other names I've wanted to call myself uh, Van Basten. Van Basten? After the footballer, I've been told. Van wow. Basten. Okay. <laughs> you know. I mean, I'd be quite impressed. I think when I've ordered a drink for you as well, you haven't realised, but you've also gone under the name of Tarquin. Tarquin? Tarquin. Do you think yeah. I look like a Tarquin? You don't look like a Tarquin at all, but I just can't help myself. And I just wondered if anybody out there, if, I mean, have they given their name or have they given a ridiculous name? But the thing is as well, you don't get both things together. When you order a drink and like a sandwich, you sit down and they'll go, latte for... Let's say Jenny. Let's wait for Jenny. She goes, yeah, that's me. And then about five minutes later, you go, cheese toast, Steve. So you have to go through it not once but twice. So I've got, you know, latte for Batgirl. And then about five minutes later, cheese toast, Steve, for Bat. And everybody's absolutely killing themselves in the coffee shop. They're all waiting to see who's going to stand up and collect this latte and, and toasty. <laughs> I mean, it gains attention. <laughs> I love it. It's like it's like in the shops, you know, when they're making announcements, it's always snap announcement. I found the way to get actually get everyone's attention is just to go bing bong. Oh, it's one of those staff announcement things. Uh, we're after da da da. And suddenly everyone's in touch with you. Actually pay attention to it. So I think you've done exactly the same thing with your coffee there. I want you to come back in time with me. 
not literally, we don't have 50 years to invent a time machine. Travel back in your minds to your childhood, both you, Jenny, and you, dear listener, as well. Or for some of us that never grew up, <laughs> travel back in time 10 minutes ago. Now, this question I'm going to ask you, it's, it's, it's like asking if you've ever breathed air, but have you ever played hide and seek? Oh, loads of times. Yeah, yeah, loved it. How good were you at it? Great. Now, you see, I was the complete opposite. I was absolutely rubbish. Not quite the kid who thought, if I can't see you, you can't see me. Uh, We've all met that kid before, haven't we? Yeah, Yeah. we've put a box over their head and they think they're hidden. No, I'm not quite that bad, but I wasn't far off. Well, it turns out, even you, Jenny, nothing compared to this kid I've been reading about in the news here, right? Yeah. Fell asleep in a shipping container playing hide-and-seek in Bangladesh. Was found six days later in Malaysia. <gasps> Blimey, shipping container. Yeah, it's tra- admittedly traumatising. And as traumatising as it was, and it is a story they'll probably be telling for decades, you know, when they grow up and all that. I do wonder what Extreme will now have to hit to improve on this, you know, obvious new world record and yeah. how to seek. How do you go to the next level after that? You know, sneak onto one of Elon Musk's spaceships and get found on the moon. <laughs> Although... Pro tip, if you are going to do that, make sure you hide on the inside of the ship. Space is a bit chilly. I can only apologise profusely. Unfortunately, that was a wee natter. I was Mark Steele, and across the table from me was... Jenny Steele. And there are a couple of ways to listen to this fine podcast. One of them is you search for a wee natter in your podcatcher. And as if by magic it pops up, you subscribe to wee natter, you'll always get a wee natter when it delivers. Yeah. Nice and simple. Why wouldn't you? Why would you is a better question. <laughs> uh, your other option is you search for solid radio. You see two purple mountains, which totally sounds bonkers every time I say it, but it's totally true. You will see a pair of purple mountains. Subscribe to that and you'll get a whole bunch of other stuff as well, including interviews with cats. Oh, yes. Which, again, sounds totally bonkers, but is a genuine thing and it will make sense if you listen to it. <laughs> the yeah. choice is yours, dear listener, but the important bit is that you tell everyone that this fine podcast exists. Mm. You could just be hopping over onto the train as you're wandering around the carriage looking for a spare seat. You tell everyone, listen to a wee natter. God, imagine the whole carriage or the whole train listening to a wee natter. I'm worried about that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have suggested it. But the important thing is that we catch you next time. Mm.